Our reading today is from Luke 2, verses 8 through 20. Brody gave me the novel today. Bear with me. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So you told the story really well, but were you there? I was not. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> and you didn't see, you didn't see what I saw. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you did really well, but I mean, these people, as you told the story, they're going to fall asleep. <laughs> It is, yes. Shot at this, and I just want to make sure y'all pay y'all understand exactly what happened because people just think I'm all cute and everything. Oh, look at the shepherds, and so it's such a nice little nativity story. Well, I mean, look at me, I'm probably the biggest shepherd you guys have ever seen. All right, <laughs> this isn't this isn't some sissy story, like what happened to me was amazing. All right, now. So just just calm down, okay? I want to I, I want to unpack this for you, and so you can understand my story and hear it the way it's supposed to be told, okay? Now this thing's really heavy, and I really knock the snot out of sheep when they get out of line. So I'm gonna sit this down for now, and that's just what shepherds have to do sometimes, okay? I also save them from the you know from the wolves and the bears as well. Um, these are the kind of things that I have to do, but but I was one of them. I was there that night, and you know. I've heard, I've got some stories to tell, you know, I mean, there's a lot of crazy things that happen at night. We all kind of work as a team and, and at times we all have to kind of take our turns with a shift and one person has the night shift and has to keep watch um, over all the sheep. And so I, you know, at times at night there's, there's crazy things happening. What's funny is that we're all like, you know, by ourselves, And so we could even make up some of our stories of what happened at night. And I did that a lot. You know, I, I told people that I took down a bear. I took down a lion. Just another night for me, you know. But 
we all had some crazy things we did see. You know, sometimes we really would have a sense of danger. Sometimes we'd all have to team up and do everything we could to, to keep the wolves from getting our sheep. And we just had some fun stories to tell. And it, it could be an exciting, it could be a boring job, but it could also be a really exciting job being a shepherd. But, 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 but that and this night, the night she was referring to, you don't understand glory. I mean, it's like something happened. It's like something that's too strong for you. Something that you can't handle. Like, it's so strange how it's inviting, but yet intimidating at the same time. It was so pure. You feel so dirty and unqualified. But like I heard Isaiah was here last weekend, and he said, Woe is me, for I am a ruined man when he came in contact with the presence of God. And this is what happened when we see this vision. I thought I was going to die. And then I heard the angel's words say, do not be afraid. And here's what the passage says. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in the manger. Now, see, first there was just one angel, and I was scared. And then uh, after this, this do not be afraid message was given to us, there were many angels and it was like it was like we'd gone into heaven for a moment and I we didn't know I didn't know what was happening to me if I was like I said if I was dying if I was being transformed but but then he said that this will be a sign and what was the sign now this is you got to understand this is a weird sign this is the sign okay that that a savior has been born to you here's this weird sign that he tells us a baby would be wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Well, it's not strange that a baby would be wrapped in cloths, but it was very strange that a baby would be in a manger. A manger is where animals feed. Do you imagine all the disgusting stuff that goes in and out of that trough? That's what a manger is. And they said that we would see a baby lying in a manger. Now, I don't know. See, I'm a shepherd, and I know maybe you don't kind of understand how what life was like for a shepherd. See, you read about shepherds in the Bible. You hear the text, the Lord is my shepherd. And you hear that, you hear that David, King David was a shepherd before he became a king. You hear these stories about what shepherds were able to do. But by the time by my time, I mean, we were like the low, we were like the, the, the lowest of lows. I mean, nobody regarded us in high esteem. We were all stinky, stinky old guys and we all smelled like sheep. I mean, nobody wanted to be around us. Nobody looked at us with any form of respect. And it was, it was not really fun in those days to be a shepherd. I mean, I had some exciting stories to tell, but no one looked at me with dignity or respect is, is what it meant to be a shepherd. So when we hear a sign that a king, a Messiah, is to be born in a manger. 
in a feeding trough. See, this begins to resonate with us. It's like someone who has come to, well, our people. You know, someone who has come to, you know, as shepherds were typically slaves. It was people that of, 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 uh, of low esteem and oftentimes slaves and oftentimes kids. But this king had come to us. So today, he'd come to the outcast. He'd come to, to, to the poor. He'd come to the lowest of lows. And so today, something was different. Today, as a shepherd, I mattered. And today, we were going to find a king that was born to the poor and to the rejected. And when we saw him, well, it was hard to describe what it was that we saw when we saw him. It was very similar to the, to the heavenly experience that we just had with the angels, except this, all of this glory was confound in this one little child who there's no way he could have known of all these things, but yet it seemed and felt like that he did. Uh, this one's harder for me to put into words because you have to imagine as being as a shepherd, feeling your significance for the first time and seeing this purpose and all of this significance wrapped up in this child. But in that moment, we were also, I was also taken back by, by Mary and Joseph. You have to understand, they were, they were exhausted. I mean, the looks upon their face was, this, was the look of people who had just been through the ringer. The looks of people that they shouldn't even be here. They shouldn't even be in this barn with all of these animals, you know, giving birth to a child. They, they had just the look of the people like me who, who had been rejected in some way. They had a, a, a look of, a, of a people who, who just seemed like, like things were awkward and things were a little out of place, but yet they had that. But at the same time, there was this immense amount of hope and that God was doing something in their midst. You know, I, I know maybe this sounds like it's hard to explain, but I got to believe that maybe you've been through some things like that in life. Maybe you've been through some things where you've been through the ringer before, or you've had experiences where you felt like you've been rejected, where you felt like you've been pushed aside, and, and you don't know how it's all working out, but you have this renewed sense of hope that God is doing something in your midst. And this is what we saw in Mary and Joseph. And you know what was so amazing is they, they were so relieved and so encouraged to see us, to see all of the shepherds come upon the scene because it, is, is it, it was the confirmation that God was doing something, that we had seen a vision too. The Lord had told us to come here and be with you. I mean, we didn't have any help to provide. I mean, we, we, there's, there's not a whole lot we, we could do in this moment. The baby had been born. The hard part was already over. We were just there as a sign confirming that this child is exactly who, who Mary had been told that he would be as they were told to name him Jesus. And the looks on their faces when they saw us come, this confirmation and excitement that God was doing something in their midst. I'll never forget. I'll never forget that day. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll never forget it because I keep telling people. See, the next thing 
after we had seen him, we began spreading the word. And for, for the first time, as I told you, now with other people, see, I got to matter for a moment in that manger, in that stable with that child. But now, man, now I started telling everybody the story. I started telling everybody what I had seen. <coughs> and for the first time, I really felt like I had mattered. People were amazed at what I was saying, at what the shepherds were saying. They were amazed at what we were saying. It's almost as if like, we still had the presence of heaven, that glory that we experienced in that epiphany, that it was all still on us as we were telling everyone what had just happened. And people were listening to me for the first time. And the joy that we felt on the, that day, it was like something that, something that never went away. Like, like circumstances and challenges that came again in my life, and there were tough stuff that I had to get through. There was frustrations that I had to get through. But always, all along, accompanying those frustrations was this consistent joy. The Savior is born. You are a part of something. You matter. You've got a story to tell. You are part of God's story. There is significance in, in your existence. There is a reason. There is a divine reason for your life. I got lost in this joy. It was the compass for everything that I did. And I also want to tell you, I want, I want you to understand the key piece of this story that I hope all of you catch today. That I hope all of you catch today is in, found in Luke 2.14. This is what the angels said when, when the massive angels came along with the other. He said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Glory to God in the highest and on heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Now, I want you to understand today how what, what, what the angels said here was so prophetic. To see, you've made, maybe you've heard the verse, or you've sung in a song, peace on earth and goodwill toward mankind, or peace on earth and goodwill to men. Well, the best way to interpret that, because I'm a shepherd and, and I saw God, right, and I know things, is really simply that, that peace upon those who pursue his will. Peace upon those who are about the will of God. Like that now, in this day, what was happening when they're saying that, there's like this connection between heaven and earth. I mean, I get, I get goosebumps remembering it. It's that, that, that there was just this moment for me, like I'd heard stories about, about God and everybody. See this, you, you guys have these weird people some, uh, here that, that like don't believe in God, that don't even believe a God exists. In my days, everybody believed in God because we had, we'd had generations of people before us who had seen crazy supernatural stuff. And everybody believed and everybody worshipped something. But, but we, so we'd heard these stories before. But, but I had a moment where I realized how real this was. I don't know if you've had something like that. Maybe you've come to church for many Sundays and you hear these stories of, 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 you know, of the gospel and things that you've been told. But have you ever had an encounter with the living God? Have you ever had an experience for yourself that says, I know that he is real. I've seen his work in my life and I can testify of what he has done in me and what he continues to do each and every day. See, it is all connected. 
What's happening in heaven is connected to what is happening here on earth. And you are part of this story. You are part of this connection. And I hope you have those moments where you're reminded that this matters. So I want you to know, I'm glad you thank you for letting me tell my story. But before you go, I want to just make sure you understand what this was all about. I have a few things I want to say before I pray for you and, and go back and continue to spread the joy, and continue to spread the gospel, continue to spread the word. The gospel, first off, the gospel is a message to everyone, but not just including outcasts like me, but especially to outcasts like me. It is a message for everyone who has ever felt down on their luck, rejected, broken, lost, confused, neglected, unloved, inferior. This is where the Lord meets us and shows us who we are. See, somebody here today needs to hear this. I came to tell you that you are loved, you are accepted, and cherished by the living God. And you are part of his redemptive story. Secondly, I have a message here for everyone who has heard this story before, just like it was shared in the beginning of this service. Or think you've heard the story before, and it's become so familiar to you that you begin to fall asleep when you hear it. There's no commission attached to it to spread the word, no passion, but worse off, no joy. See, ever since that day, it's like I fell in love with the presence of God, and I can't help but make my way back. See, I can go back to the epiphany in my mind, but I can also go back to his presence anytime I want to. When I begin to pray, this is when I begin to pray, when I begin to feel grateful again, when I remember that I am accepted. And see, I came to tell you today that many of you here re need to remember your first love. Maybe there was an encounter when the Lord did a work in your life, or maybe it was a moment when you said yes to Christ. And once again, may you receive his present work in your life with joy. And spread the word of who he is and what he has done for you and done for us. And finally, this morning I ask you to see what I see. That this is all connected. See, I had a moment where it was like heaven came down to earth. Where I realized that this story was real, that that God has come and there's, I, I had experience of divine intervention, but so is your story. See, the decisions that you make today, the love that you share, the peace that you bring, the way that you treat others, it's all connected. It's as if heaven is coming down on earth. And if you choose his will for your life, you will have peace and you will also have joy. So don't ever get to thinking that what you are doing in this church service today, what you will do tomorrow, what will you do the next day and the next day doesn't matter. It all matters. It is all connected. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can I pray for all of you?
Lord, I thank you for each and every one that is here in this church service this morning. Today, I pray they would be reminded in their, in their feelings of rejection, in their feelings of, of awkwardness, or feelings just simply of the thoughts of what's the point and why do I continue. I pray that they would see that, that the gospel was designed clearly for those moments when we find ourselves out of place, when we find ourselves rejected, when we find ourselves feeling inferior. Lord, it says that in your scripture that you, that you took upon the cross, scorning its shame, scorning that anyone would ever feel inferior, anyone would ever feel as an outcast. You died for that very purpose so that the cross could now be a symbol and we could look upon our identity in you. So Lord, I also pray for each and everyone here uh, that that has lost the joy of their first love, needs to return to what it meant, what it means for them to be a Christ follower in such a time as this. See, the world in these days of uncertainty are looking for, for uh, searching for the wrong things, through the wrong things, for many wrong answers. And then the gospel possesses the, uh, the truth, the only truth that the world has ever known. We're making stories up every day. <laughs> making up new theories, but yet in front of us is these stories we tell are the most historically reliable books ever to exist. And yet all throughout the world, people think they have a better way. So Lord, may we find ourselves with a first love for your truth. May we find ourselves receiving this gospel truth with great joy and spreading, Lord, what you have done in our lives. And finally, each and every one here, may they realize that it's all connected. The choices that they make today, they do matter. That, Lord, that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, you are working in their life, and they can have a sense of destiny as they choose to follow you. Thank you for your word, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, I want to invite you to stand for your benediction. Today, may you know that you are loved, accepted, and cherished by the living God. May you return to your first love and find joy again in the story of Christ's redemptions for you. And may you know that today matters as you fulfill the will of God for your life. And may you have peace. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.